We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's major week on Gaming Golf. We're at the U.S. Open at Brookline. Uh, looking forward to chatting with uh, with Jeff Ritter. We'll break down the DFS angles, the betting angles, talk one and dones, all coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gaming Golf Podcast. I'm Scott Jesta, joined, as always, by Jeff Ritter. Our other Jeff, Jeff Erickson, is in Ireland, presumably scouting for future uh, British Open uh, episodes of the podcast. So hopefully he'll uh, get some good intel there. But, uh, Jeff, it's, uh, it's a, a major set. week. We need, a, we need a set in Ireland. That's what I'm, I'm hoping he's scouting locations. Ooh. I like that idea, too. But, uh, Jeff, how are you? It's major week. It's uh, it, It's always fun. It's good. Yeah, it's it's I'm excited for US Open week. The major weeks feel bigger uh in the world of golf. They feel bigger on our podcast. This has been one long week really since yeah. our last show. I mean, the live golf uh you know, the the swirl of news and um just like seismic stories coming out of this thing. They played their first event. Yeah, Mickelson back in I mean, there's just so many things flying around that in a way it feels like it feels like this major week started like six days ago, not necessarily yeah. that live golf was a major, but just, it has such a huge impact on the game of golf. And, you know, golf has been the set, you know, along with the NBA finals, basically leading sports center for a week now, Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's rare that golf leads sports center two weeks in a row, you know, like you, you get the majors, but now you got, you know, live golf rolling right in the U S open. So it's a, it's an, it's an electric time uh, to be in golf media. There's a lot, there's a lot happening, but uh, it's nice to be here. I'm excited to preview the open with you. Yeah, so I'm going to get to the open in one second. I'm going to ask you two live golf questions first, if that's cool. Sure. One, We're did live, you watch? Live, un- unrehearsed. I don't know what these are. So I did don't you <laughs> did you watch any of the uh, of the broadcast last weekend? If so, what did you think? Uh, what was kind of your impression from the from the 54 hole tournament uh, in London? Yeah, well, I watched a lot of it. Um, I just for part of us, what we do at Sports Illustrated, we cover the news. It's a news event, so we wanted right. to, you know, we had several folks kind of log in and just check it out and. Um, I, I guess I thought, a, I thought a lot about a couple of things, like two, two metaphors kept popping up in my head. One was the F1 influence, yep. you know, the laps, they show the laps to go, 
live golf used that with showing the number of holes to go and kind of the wrote the moving leaderboard that was very dynamic on the left side. Uh, even though the player names were abbreviated too short, they didn't really make sense for even for people who follow golf closely. I don't think you can right. really understand those names, but I see where they're, I see where they're going with like a countdown clock and like, you know, there's an F1 influence on this show that for I sure. didn't expect that uh, surprised me. And, that, and then the other thing is, I think for me, I need more to care about than just money. You know, I think it's going to be very important for this league to find a gambling partner because I just don't know how, uh, you know, like the suspense of will Charles Schwartz will become even richer. You know, right. I just, I, I think you're going to need something to hook people. Um, they're, they're starting to accumulate a, a list of names. That's I think deeper than we ever expected. I mean, the, yeah. the recent, you know, Phil announced a while ago, but the list of defections, you know, and people on the move continues to grow. So what are you going to do with those guys? You know, how do you, how do you make people now really care and invest in this new tour? And so I, they got to get on TV and I, I think they need to get into like, they need to partner with somebody in the, a gambling apparatus of some kind to get people betting and, um, and just kind of passionate about it through that, that door. Those are my yeah. thoughts. What did you, what did you think? Did you watch? I watched a little bit. Um, I have to admit that as I watched more, I became kind of disinterested. There just wasn't enough. Like your golf media, you kind of have to watch it for work. I'm more, you know, I'm a golf fan and I love watching, but um, I thought the F1 thing was really interesting. It's interesting you brought that up because the first thing I thought was like, I looked at them like, that looks like an F1 leaderboard. But in F1, there's 20 drivers. Everybody knows who they all are. Everybody knows all their names. So the three like letter abbreviation just works. And then I just didn't think it works at all. Like there were a couple of guys that, you know, I knew a lot of the players, but you know, from doing this, I know some of the Euro guys and all that, but I admit there were players that I had no idea who they were. And you put up their three letter abbreviation and I know who they are even less than before. I mean, whoever the guy with the long last name was that was leading. Like I just, I had no idea who that was when they put the leaderboard up and I looked up his name. I'm like, Oh, I've seen that name before. But, and then like Dustin Johnson, they changed the three letter abbreviation a couple times too. He was like JSN. Then he was J O N. And then it was, it's just very strange. So a lot of getting to get used to, I thought the, the fact of how many golf shots they showed was probably the best thing. And I think that's the struggle that, you know, CBS and NBC have with some of their coverage. They get a lot of, they get a lot of complaints about, you know, Oh, let's go talk to the president of this company for eight minutes. And like people get upset about that. So I think the number yeah. of golf shots shown was really good. Um, but they're going to have to, it's just the, it's, you know, that it was the you know first time intrigue of let's tune in. Like I didn't watch Friday or Saturday at all. So that maybe, I don't know if that tells you something as someone who's a, a big golf fan, but doesn't need to tune in. And I wasn't remotely interested. I think you're right that the, you know, Charles Schwartz making $4 million is not interesting to me. It's him, you know, competing against a bunch of great players does, but um, yeah, they're going to have to get some, some young guys. It feels like, you know, the guys they're getting are sort of, you know, quote unquote, black sheeps of the tour. Some of the older guys that maybe uh, John Rom this morning called it a retirement plan was his quote. So it's uh, interesting. I don't know if you saw Rom's quote at all. He did like two minutes talking about it. It was like the most, It was the best thing I saw because he wasn't critical of anybody. He wasn't really critical of that. He was just explained why uh, the PGA Tour is where he wants to be. That was a really good, like, two minutes of explaining where he wants to be without being, like, you know, throwing shade at anybody else. Yeah. I mean, it's at this point, it's like part of the media procession is if you go to, if you appear in front of a microphone, you're going to get a live golf question. And yeah, uh, and, it's fat. It's fascinating how differently everybody handles it, you know? And yeah. It, and then you get Brooks Kepka who t- handles yeah. it completely differently than everybody else, which was, of course, what you get from Brooks, right? 
Yeah, I mean, did he ever say he's not going? That's what that's what yeah, I was looking for. It's funny, right? He's like, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm here for the yeah, US Open, but he, he never really yeah. said like I don't want to go. So. his brother's yeah. there, his buddy DeShambo and D- Dustin Johnson are over there. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's it's gonna continue to be a fascinating story to follow. And it just yeah. uh I wouldn't say it has a cloud over the open, but it's definitely just the dominating story uh coming into this week. So uh, let's talk about the U.S. Open. I think it's my favorite tournament of the year. I like that it's really? always difficult. I, I I love it. I just like different courses. I like that it's uh, I like that it's always hard. I like that you know I I, I would want every event to be like you know even might win this tournament. You know minus eight might win this tournament. But I, I like uh, I like this event. I like it's always different. I like it's always really tough. Um, I love the Masters, but I think U.S. Open week is probably my uh, my favorite week of the year. You said that like you're surprised. Not your favorite event. Well, I thought I would have thought you'd pick the Masters. Yeah, uh, I love the Masters, been, but uh, I don't know. I I feel like uh, I feel the most confident from a gambling perspective at the Masters because you yeah. just. I, I, but the U.S. Open certainly presents opportunities, especially when you get kind of a different course like this year, where it's not Torrey Pines, where it's just you got to just bomb and gouge. Basically, it's this is this is a little bit of a different type of setup that. Um, there's opportunity, right, for for the uh, savvy fantasy player or gambler to uh, to make some money this week. So we'll see if we can help them. I've got thoughts. Uh, Beautiful. But, uh, I do. I do too. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the course real quick. Um, sure. you know, Brookline uh, last had the U.S. Open in 1988. I think Curtis Strange won that year, so it's been a long yeah. time. Obviously, the famous uh, the famous Ryder Cup there in '99 with the Justin Thomas putt was there, so that's where people know this course mostly from. The U.S. Amateur was there in 2013. But what are your impressions of the course overall from stuff you've read this week? Um, do you think it's going to be super tough? Do you think we're just talking regular tough? Um, what what do you think we're going to get from kind of a, a winning? score course set up this week yeah it's it's one of the mysteries i mean i think yeah. they'll i think they'll aim for super tough i mean the rough is thick they want to punish players who are airing off the tee they want to punish players who miss greens so yeah. uh those are not places you generally want to be although bryson dechambeau did win a u.s open from the rough a few years ago so perhaps yeah. it can perhaps it can be done as it's it's not overly it's not as long as some of our recent U S open venues, but yeah. I'm really excited to just see this place. You know, it has such a storied history in the game of golf yet. I feel like I don't really know it. You know, yeah. it's just, it's fun to just kind of get even just those sneak peeks into practice rounds and things early in the week right now. And just sort of, uh, I mean, you can see the, the rough is no joke. Yeah. It looks like a classic, brutally tough Northeastern U S golf course to me. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited. I think, I think the course also is a bit of a wild card, you know, pick a winning score. USGA has said <clears throat> doesn't have to be even par, but certainly they're going to try, you know, they right. pride themselves on the toughest test in golf. So, um, we'll see, get a little weather this week and you know, all bets are off, but, uh, yeah. I, I think they'll set it to the edge. That's what they do. Right. They'll, they'll they're going to try to set this up to be the toughest thing these guys see all year. Yeah, super small greens. Uh, so I think, you know, greens and regulation is going to be down. Uh, you want guys that A, hit greens, but B, if they don't, you know, can play from around the green. I think, you know, saving par at U.S. Open is always big. It uh, sounds like wind could be an issue. Uh, it might kick up on uh, Thursday and Friday afternoon, which is going to be make that place really tough. I don't know if you saw the – did you see the Max Homa clip? He, had, he was, like, practicing a uh, like a little flop shot, and it was like – he must have hit it, you know, three feet in the air and like a three foot chip, and it rolled like thirty five feet on the green. It was it was an insane. It was an insane yeah. clip, and it, I'm sure it's downhill. But like he just he had a hit a look on his face, like 
I have no idea what to do if this is the case. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be fast. You get fast greens, you get small greens. Uh, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to get up and down to win this tournament. I think. Did, uh, did Homa appear emotionally shattered after that? Cause he was one of my <laughs> recommended picks. So I, I he guess did I need not. to go he, back and watch this. He, uh, he appeared more, uh, he appeared more laughing at it. Like this is going to be interesting, but uh, okay. I think, we're, I, think right. I think emotionally shattered was off the table. So I think all right. Okay. There, I need to, I'm, I'm looking yeah. for his confidence to be running high here on the show today. So, and yeah, <laughs> one note before we get into DraftKings, uh, six of six this week is very tough. It's a huge field. Granted, a lot of those are, you know, some qualifiers and some older guys, but it's still the cut is only the top 60 this week. So usually we get 65. Uh, we used to get 70. Now we get 60, uh, this week. So six of six is really tough. You get five of six that might, uh, that might win, uh, win some stuff but six to six is going to be key going to be really tough if you can get there um you're definitely cashing and you got you got a chance to win but let's jump into the top tier uh we obviously have the elite of the elite um we don't need to talk about field this is a stack to field as you get um we've got uh, looks like six guys over ten thousand. we have uh you know uh, scotty scheffler who's won pretty much every tournament this year at 11 3 uh justin thomas coming off the pj win at 10 9 john rom 10 8 rory off the win last week at 10 5 um throwing shade at Greg Norman along the way, which was a fantastic uh, speech at the end there. Uh, Cam Smith, 10 two, uh, my favorite, my favorite golfer, Colin Morikawa at 10,000. Uh, obviously you can argue for any of the guys in this tier. When you get over 10,000, you can argue for anybody. We got to make choices. Uh, that's what we have to do in DFS. Um, if you got to pick one or two off this tier, where are you finding yourself leaning this week? Well, I, I think that, uh, to me, Scheffler is, is no longer the favorite of this tournament. Uh, I mean, he's been, I think the Masters was his peak. He's been, he's played well at times, lost a playoff to Sam Burns, you know, could have won another event there. But I mean, Rory is the betting favorite uh, on straight ticket bets. And here he is as your, your, you know, fourth choice in DraftKings. So to me, he's yep. the value. Uh, and, you know, can somebody win two weeks in a row with the second one being a major? Actually, the last person to do that was Rory McIlroy. So he, he can do it. So yeah. this is a guy that just, when he gets hot, his, his level, his peak is, you know, he's one of the few guys that can not only win, but win by seven, you know, yeah. he's done it before. It's been a while, but, uh, I like, I like McElroy at the price, although you could talk me into just about any of them. I'm not sure about Morikawa and I know he's one of your favorites and I'm, I'm yeah. interested if you're picking him this week, but I just don't think it's just sort of not clicking right now for him. And I think Rory McElroy and just Thomas just went head to head and Scotty Scheffler's like already locked up player of the year. I just don't, if you're picking off this year and Rom Rom at least has a win in Mexico. And yeah. I just don't know off this tier. I, I think, I think Morikawa, and this is almost, this is borderline sacrilege on the gaming golf <laughs> podcast, but I think Colin Morikawa is a fade for me at the U S open. Tell me I'm wrong. It's uh, I'm not going to tell you wrong. It's a very, uh, very crazy event, but I am not playing Morikawa either. He's got four straight events outside the top 25. I actually am not playing any Morikawa or any Cam Smith off this tier. So if uh, you've got to, you got to take a couple guys off. Uh, the way I'm building this week, I love, I love the eights, I love the nines. I think I'm probably making you know one guy above ten at the most in, in any lineup. I don't think I'm going any two tens lineups because I don't like the sixes a lot this week, and I think that uh, finding the cheaper guys is really hard. Um, I, uh, I I can't argue against Rory at all, and he seems really fired up right now. He seems locked in. He seems kind of motivated by this live golf stuff. Like he seems like yeah. he's trying to prove a point. Um, so I uh, I'm gonna have some more some McElroy. I'll probably mention more guys this week than normally. I'm gonna play more lineups this week. It's a major. Uh, it's fun. So my core gets a little bit bigger than it does. But uh, I'm going John Rahm in this in this uh, in this range. Ten eight. He's between Rory and JT. Who I think are gonna be the most popular. 
Um, he's the third highest priced guy now. Um, you look at last 24 rounds, he is first in this field off the tee, which I think is the a massive stat this week. I think you have to hit it far, but you have to hit it. You have to hit it in the fairway too. I think the guys that get, I don't think the Bryson uh, driving, you know, driving gouge is going to work this week. By the way, they set up with the angles and there's a lot of yeah. elevation around the green. I don't think the just hit as far as you can because nobody's going to hit their green anyway works quite as well this week. Um, so I really like Rom. He was 10th at Memorial uh, last tournament, putted really well there, didn't hit it great. Um, but you know, his, his approach numbers are a little skewed. He's only like 45th in approach last one rounds, but he had a 6.6 loss of the players just played kind of skews his overall results. But, um, I like his, I, I just like how he sounds this week. He seems like he's motivated. You look at ball striking, he's six in the field in the top 24. I think he's a little teeny bit, uh, overlooked this week with everybody loving JT and Rory. Uh, so I'm going to go Rom at, uh, Rom at 10, eight. Uh, I am also going to have some McElroy at 10, five. I think Rory's just hitting, he's hitting the ball the best of anybody in the, in the whole field right now. I can't go, can't go wrong with both those guys, but, um, unfortunately I agree with you on Morikawa. I'm not going to have any. And if uh, he wins this week, it'll hurt, but, uh, I just don't think the form is quite there. Like it is with these other elite guys in the range. Yeah. The, the chip on the shoulder thing is kind of an X factor too. Like, you know, Rom, he doesn't seem as angry about, live yeah. golf maybe as as like a, Ror, a rory or a jt but his his press conference was fascinating yeah it was uh, good but i and i also i i do really really like the idea of angry rory you know with a chip on <laughs> yeah. his shoulder i just i i'm starting my build right there with mcelroy and, and justin thomas too I, i'd probably mix in those two guys i like ram a lot but i just you got to make choices so I'm, it's I'm, funny it's funny that scheffler is the most expensive and has the most wins but like you yeah. you, you, gotta, you look at it and you kind of think he's he's the fourth favorite of that of those top guys right? i do yeah i do so let's uh let's jump into the nines i think this is a obviously we have an event where the field is stacked a lot of great players get pushed down to the nine push on the eight because they just can't put everybody up top um what are you doing in the nines uh looking at the looking at the names here we've got uh victor hovland at nine seven i don't think anybody's gonna be playing hovland struggling lately really rough around the greens uh xander's nine six jordan spieth nine five uh we get to our first live discussion here with dj at nine four uh will z at nine three patrick cantley coming off um, struggling in a lot of majors. He's not had a good major history, especially recently, 9-2. Uh, Hideki at 9-1 and Shane Lowry at 9,000. Um, I like a lot of the guys in this in this group. Probably going to be three guys I'm going to play in a bunch of lineups, uh, kind of move around my core. But what are you doing in the nines? Who are your favorites here? Yeah, I've, I don't. I feel like Hovland's just going to pop and win a major at some point. But I, I think at this point, I've resigned myself to being late or or at least maybe taking a look at the British, where it's not quite so tricky around the greens. where it, it yeah. won't hurt his the weakness of his game won't be as exploited so much. So yeah. I'm with you. I'm off him this week, but I feel a little bit less confident being off of Poblin than I was at, at the PGA or at the Masters. I like I like Shoffley a lot. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think he's got the right profile of of length and accuracy. Yeah. Um, he's also just a great bet at U.S. Opens. If you look at his track record, he's got was it five or six of these now under his belt, and he's he's not finished worse than. Seventh place, it's seventh it's, place. Yeah, five U.S. Opens, never worse than seventh. Like that's so. That's a <laughs> bonkers. Tra- that's an impossible <laughs> track record. Yeah, you almost think, well, this is the week he's going to miss the cut because that's yeah, just right. insane. But I, I don't know. Sometimes you just can't fight a trend, right? So yeah. I think for for me, he was my favorite off of this tier. Um, I think Spieth is still interesting uh, given the profile of the course. And Zalatoris, you know, has proven himself to be a big game hunter. So you won't, I wouldn't fault you for either of those guys, but my build starts Rory Xander. And then I got, a, I got a lot of guys actually in the sevens uh, and eights that I like to just, I, I want to stay off the sixes. There's too much, yeah. uh, 
Well, uh, I have some good, I have some good names down there if you do want to punt. But yeah, right. I don't think you can rely on those guys this week. But I love Xander this week too. Um, he's actually my pick to win. I don't have him in one and done, or I'd use him this week. But mm. um, you know, last twenty four rounds, he's eighth in approach. He's thirteenth in ball striking. He gained. Uh, he gained. Uh, you look at just Tita Green. He gained seven point eight Memorial, seven point nine at PG, and nine point eight at AT Just playing really, really well right now. Has not gotten that win, but top twenty four last five. Love him. Um, Will Z, I mean, the, the major stuff is real. He's sixth at the Masters, second at the PGA, lost in the playoff there to JT. Um, a little inconsistent. His last five events, two missed cuts and three top sixes. So you're either getting the elite or you're getting uh, you're getting some rough stuff. I think the lack of the, the putting stuff doesn't worry me as much here. Small greens, you know, you're not going to have to two putt from, you know, 60 feet like you do at some of these tournaments. I think that um, he's good around the greens. I think the, the putting maybe gets uh, muted a little bit this week. Um, so I like him too. So we're kind of uh, in line here in the nines, but I also do like uh, – no surprise to anybody like Shane Lowry at 9,000 again. Um, had a nice bounce back. He was just kind of okay at Memorial PGA. Hit it really well at the Canadian Open. Gained 11.9 tee to green, 5.3 in approach. You just look at his whole 2022 year. I mean, he's, he's made all eight cuts. Six of those in the top 15. Four top tens. Uh, I feel like he's a guy who plays well in tough courses too. We've seen him. We see him won the Open Championship. Um, I think tough fields, tough courses, really good Shane Lowry stuff. And then you look at stats too. Last 24 rounds, ninth in ball striking, seventh in approach, 12th in tee to green. All the ball striking metrics are right there. So um, Xander, Will Z, Shane Lowry. Um, it feels weird not to uh, not DJ? to have it. I'm, I'm not touching DJ. Are you? No. Just curious. Do, I, yeah. I, I think- as, a, as a general thought, do you think that's uh, how he's playing or do you worry about the live guys uh, coming over here and the pressure and all that uh, kind, kind of weird uh, stuff? I don't think Dustin Johnson is distracted by anything, but I just That's don't, I don't like the way he's playing. I mean, he finished yeah. like seventh or eighth, I think at, at the lifting, but I right. mean, he lost to Oliver Becker and yeah, Henny right. Duplessis. I mean, it's, yeah. he's not, He's not in top form. And so yeah. that's, that's the main reason why I would, I would fade DJ. I agree the, too. Um, I, and I, I think this is a really good setup for Hideki. I'm just a little bit worried about, uh, you know, the neck issue and I don't know how mm-hmm. healthy he fully is, but I mean, it's a great, any, any kind of, ball striker course like this sets up well for Hideki. He just didn't play great at the PGA, and I just wonder if he's fully healthy. So I uh, I always play Hideki in events like this, but I think, uh, I think I'm going to move to Lowry and Will Z in the range instead. But uh, before we get to the eights, a, a real quick note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So Jeff, the eights. Uh, usually we talk about the eights. We're like, I don't know about all these plies, but we got we got big names in the eights. Uh, majors are great for this. Um, just flipping through the names real quick. Um, starting at the top, we got Joaquin Neiman at 8-9, Cam Young, Brooks Kepka, Billy Horschel, a winner last week, our last tournament at 8-6, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick at 8-5, Daniel Berger, Sam Burns, Tony Finau coming off the uh, the second place in the Canadian Open, uh, friend of the podcast, Max Homa, and friend of no golf courses anywhere, Terrell Hatton at 8,000, <laughs> who uh, does not like to set up at any course he ever plays at. Last week, he had complaints about the Canadian Open again. Um, I love the eights this week, Jeff. I especially love the lower eights, but uh, what are you doing in this range? Because obviously, the spot where... There's a lot of big names in here, and some yeah. of these guys are going to pop on the leaderboard. I'm still – I would mention him at uh, the PGA, but I'm staying with Matt Fitzpatrick. I just I just think he's, he's playing the best golf of his career right now. And, do, you uh, worry, do you worry about distance with him at all this week? Do you think uh, no. maybe that, that some of these par fours are going to be really long approach shots for somebody who's in the ball too, too far? Yeah, I think uh, – it's a fair question, but I think his accuracy and just all-around game – yeah. Uh, plus some, some, you know, good vibes. He's, you know, the only guy in the field that's held a trophy at this place. So having won the right. USM at 2013. Yep. So, good uh, I, I absolutely am aggressive. I'd be aggressive with Fitzpatrick off this tier, but there's a lot of guys, like you said, I mean, Tony Finau, uh, you know, coming back to life seems like he's a little bit streaky, but he might be catching on to a hot streak. Sam Burns has been one of the best players this year and he's down yeah. there priced like a guy who's, you know, with, with like, one win in the last three years. I don't know why I, the price doesn't make sense for Burns. It feels uh, really cheap, really cheap. And then, uh, and then, and then Homa, like I alluded to earlier, I just think also is another player on the rise, figuring it out at majors. Was he top 10 at the PGA? 13th at the PGA. 13th. Um, yeah. So, you know, but still just, it feels like somebody, I, I like looking for guys who are ascending um, heading into majors. And so I, I think those are three examples. Fitzpatrick Burns, uh, Homa and, and even Finau, you know, is, is maybe starting to find it. He was, he was a guy that everybody thought was going to win a bunch of these, you know, years ago. And uh, he hasn't really come close lately, but doesn't mean he can't come close this week. So, um, yeah, I like I, a lot uh, of guys in this tier. I, I, I love this range. I'm actually, the way I'm building, I'm going to play guys in the bottom of this range. I just, I like them as much as I can do with the guys at the top. I mean, I know we've talked about Cam Young a lot, but 
At eighty eight hundred, uh, I think yeah, you know, you know, he struggled at Memorial. I think that I just like the guys cheaper than he, than him. Um, I think the guy I like that's not going to be high percentage in this group is Daniel Berger. Uh, he's eighty four hundred. He was fifth at Memorial. Um, really played a lot better. Gained five point three shots in approach. Um, I think the top three or four in the top twenty five makes me think that maybe the back issues are behind him. He did miss the cut of the PGA, but he he, he hit it badly. Putted terribly. Just kind of one of those weeks where nothing went well. Uh, he's made four straight U.S. Open cuts, two top tens. He was seventh last year, so plays well in these long, tough, uh, tough courses. So I do like Berger, and I think he'll be one of those names that will be a little, uh, a little underowned this week because I think Fitzpatrick above him and Sam Burns below him will be very popular. I love, I love Burns this week. One of my picks. Uh, when we talk about the bets, I'm, I'm picking him to win. Um, you look at the last 24 rounds. You want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about hitting greens first in shot gains approach in the entire field. 15th in ball striking, 14th tee to green, 4th in, 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 uh, in short game too. So just a guy that's approaching really well, hitting well, but if he doesn't get there, the short game is really playing well too. So I think it, I think Burns is like just a, at this price, just a really nice combo of hitting it well and putting it well the last three weeks. Um, it feels like it's like he's kind of peaking at the exact perfect time right now. 8,300, I think is just too cheap. And I mean, Finau at 8,200 feels cheap to me too. I mean, he's really found yeah. his game lately, back-to-back top fives. You know, what do you shoot? 63 on Sunday at Canadian Open? I know he didn't win, but it's only because Rory just went nuts. Yeah. I mean, you can't really blame him. You know, we talk a lot about Sunday Finau and not getting it done, but like he couldn't have couldn't have asked much more of him last week. And he's gained significant T degree in three straight and four or five. His game has really come around. And if you look historically, uh, he's played last 17 majors, he's played in nine top tens. He's a guy that really plays these courses really well. Um, so a lot of burger for me, Burns, Finau, and obviously Max Home at 8,100. I mean, he's made nine straight cuts, and and all but one of those were top 25. Just contending every week. Uh, you mentioned 13th, the PGA hit it well there, gained 7.4 T to green. Um, I'm going to mix and match in these four guys in a lot of lineups. I'll have two in a bunch of lineups. Um, I love this range. I, I, that's what I love about majors the most. You get you get really good players down here. You find the right guy. Um, you can really make a run up the leaderboard, which is which is obviously always fun. Um, in this range, I want to ask you: uh, Do you just uh, we scroll by him? But what do you do with uh, with someone like Brooks Koepka, a seven hundred, who obviously has a, a really great history at the uh, the U.S. Open? I mean, I just for me, current form is the tiebreaker, and we me just too. haven't we just haven't seen enough of him this year for me to feel good about playing. Could could easily get burned, uh, but I I think I'm just much more excited about Sam Burns at a cheaper price, Max Homa at a cheaper price. It just uh, you know, this will be a tough, grueling week. I don't know for sure how healthy Kepka is, yeah. for sure how, you know, in shape his game is. So just too many questions. I, I, yeah. I'm a pass. I think if you want to get some uh, some interest in the Brooks Kepka market, I think you just bet him to win. I don't think you play him in DraftKings. I think there's a there's a, more of a chance that he misses the cut to me than some of the other guys yeah. in this range. But I acknowledge that, you know, if he if he's Brooks, he could win the tournament. So I think the the equity with Brooks is probably in a, in a win bet for me rather than it would be in uh, playing him in DraftKings. I think he's a little too risky to miss the cut myself. Um, let's jump down to the high sevens. You mentioned you like a lot of guys in the sevens. Let's go 7,500 to 8,000. Um, I've got three names in here. I really like, but, uh, who do you like here in the, in the high sevens? I think, I think Seamus power is interesting. Ooh. I believe he is on Jeff Erickson's team as Erickson travels the coast of <laughs> Ireland this week. Uh, I don't know. Power is he's statistically he's, he's taught, he's up there in greens and regulation Top 10 at the PGA championship, you know, guys first taste of yep. seeing his name up there. Uh, just another player who I don't think has peaked yet. And I just think is trending the right direction and maybe starting to get comfortable at these bigger events. So um, I really like that price at 7,500. I, I also think for, uh, you know, someone, we, we're, we're curious of what the Boston crowds might say or do to Mickelson or Dustin Johnson, but 
whatever it is, it'll be the opposite for Keegan Bradley, who I know is one of your, yeah. you know, typical favorite picks. But I think Keegan's an energy player too. I mean, he's a, he's a very good Ryder Cup player. He likes to feed yeah. off crowds. Uh, his weakness is putting. And as you said earlier, these are smaller greens. I don't, I don't think putting is going to hurt you as much at this U S open as, as many others. So all he's got to do is just keep hitting it well, like he has been and just make a few and he could easily be there. So those are my two favorites at the 7,500. And then I, I think Sung J M another guy that you've picked up a, a lot over the time we've done this, uh, is quietly starting to string together some top 20 finishes and, uh, maybe just coming back around a little bit. So I, Sunjay M at that price also is interesting to me. Sunjay feels like a flat out misprice to me. I seventy six hundred. Yeah. I think is way too long. He's gonna be really really popular. Interesting you mentioned Power and Bradley because I think finding guys in this range. If you're in a, you know I'm in a tournament game theory approach, I think Sunjay is gonna be really popular. And having a couple guys to maybe pivot away in some lineups and uh, at the same price, I think that he'll bring down the pro- or bring down the uh, roster ship of some of those guys because I think he's gonna be so popular. But you know he missed the PGA for COVID, but he's had four straight top twenty ones. Gained really well TDB in the last three events. You look at Memorial, he was tenth there. Gained six. 6.9 to your green 3.7 approach. Um, and then if you look at the top last 24 rounds, the numbers don't look great, but he had a little bad stretch in there. If you look at the top last 12 rounds, so kind of really recent form, uh, fourth and T degree in the whole field, 10th and ball striking, seventh off the T, 22nd approach has been just a flat elite ball striker again the last three, uh, last three events he's played. So when Sung Jay's playing well, ball striking is his key. And I think that, uh, I think he's 7,600. I think he's a flat mispricing. He's going to be popular, but I'm going to have some myself also. Um, also in this range, uh, I like friend of the podcast, Corey Connors this week. He had a 62 on Sunday uh, at the Canadian Open to get kind of not really in the mix, but on the on the outskirts of the mix. Nice momentum there. Um, his last six events, he's finally kind of back to the Corey Connors we talked about in the past. One miscut, five top 25s, hit it really well the last two weeks. You look at his TD Green numbers, were really good at, Can- at Can- the Canadian Open, really good at Memorial. I think he's kind of, again, like uh, like we mentioned with uh, with Burns, or kind of peaking at the right time. And then our other friend, uh, I think Mito Pereira has showed me a lot. I think that uh, coming off that PGA, I think you and I both talked about that. Like, you know, how's someone like that going to respond? You know, have the lead on 18, hit the ball in the water. Like, that can be crushing for guys. Like, you just you yeah. may never hear about him again. But he did. Then he, he backed it up with 7th the Schwab, 13th the Memorial, really good TV numbers. He's just playing great. His last five tournaments are like elite levels of, of Tita Green, uh, you know, gaining strokes there. Um, you look at the last 24 rounds, and we talk about the numbers of guys in the, you know, over 10, over nine. He's third in the whole field in Tita Green. He's second in ball striking. He's eighth off the tee. He's 12th in approach. He's hitting the ball as well as any golfer in this field. And that includes the top elite guys. So I think that uh, the fact he showed me that much coming off the PGA didn't really, uh, you know, didn't get his own head and handled that so well. Um, 7,800, I think, is a, a really good price for, for Mito here, too. All right. Uh, I like it. We've got a pretty good list going of over. We do. Yes, I know. Yeah. I noticed one, one thing that happens a lot on this show for the for our Legion of fans watching is <laughs> when we when you and I say the same name. Yep. Those are often the hits. And so, yep. so far we've got, you're sort of on Rory, but you were all actually all in on I mean, Rom off that. I, I'm on Rom, but I, I, nothing against Rory. I mean, I think that uh, I, the dude's awesome right now. So Xander. Yep. Burns. Uh, you didn't, you didn't Sung- say Keegan. You didn't, I thought for sure. You'd say, and Sung J N. Sung J. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit worried about Keegan just with the more recent form. I think he was hitting it really well in the last three weeks. It's kind of just been okay. Or the last two weeks have been okay. And then he, he putted really well at Wells Fargo when he almost won. I just, 
I, I always like Keegan. I just there's other guys in the range I like more. So nothing against right. him. And the Boston thing is is interesting too. I think he will feed off the crowds pretty well. Um, what about the low sevens? I think there's one name in here that I'm pretty much would bet my life you're gonna say. But uh, who do you like? It, who do you like in the low sevens? I'll start with the name you probably aren't betting, which is okay. Tom Tom Hoagie. Oh, uh, all right. Also, uh, I believe he won this year. Did he not? I'm trying. I was he, gonna try he, to he did. He did. Yo, he, he won. He won at. Yeah. Uh, he won at uh, Pebble in in February. Right. Gosh. Yeah. That's a lifetime ago. It really top does. ten at the PGA. Uh, yep. Just starting to get used to the high, the hot, the bright lights. Uh, I think that's a misprice for a guy with a, a again an all around game that okay. uh, I'm sort of looking for this week. And then fine, I'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> when is the DraftKings odds setter right? going to pick up on Davis Riley? Top ten machine. What are we doing here? This is a yep. three way race for Rookie of the Year. Davis Riley, Mito Pereira, and Cam Young. And but Davis great. Riley, that's a that's a great group of names. By he's the way. mispriced yeah. by a thousand bucks on this game, and yeah. and so I, you know, I'll just happily plug him in until uh, until I get burned. But this has just been it continues to be a, a great run, and it's not you, you just can't have this many top tens, top team, yeah. top fifteen finishes without being legit. So I think this he's, guy's legit, and uh, he's got I'll, he's got to be again. he's got to be really popular at seventy three hundred, right? Like I that price so. it has to be too low. I mean. Five straight top 13s, and you look at you try and like look at stats. You're like maybe I can poke some holes in this, but you look at the last three weeks that like gained heavily in approach, gained heavily on Tilly Green, and finished 13th at the PGA. So like you say before, and someone else, you know, got the the name and lights a little bit, and and he he backed that up with a fourth at Schwab, a 13th at Memorial, and none of it's like weird, fluky, like Denny McCarthy putting streaks or anything at all like that, or you know Jordan Spieth chipping in three times, like just hitting the ball great. Uh, you look at the last 24 rounds, like he, his last 12 rounds, especially he's first in approach in this field, second in ball striking, uh, eighth in tee green, in the whole field, like just playing so well. Uh, I think he's gonna be popular. If you want to pivot off him and go with someone in the same range, uh, who I think will also will, will be way, way less popular. I do like Harold Varner, the third, uh, we talked about how he melted down at, at Schwab. He was like on the leaderboard, had the lead and then going to the fourth round and played badly. But, I love how well he bounced back at the Canadian Open. Uh, gained 10.5 uh, shots to Green, 5.7 on approach. Um, he was top 25 at the Masters. So another guy that, uh, you know, got the name and lights, finished well in the majors, made the cuts in both majors, made seven straight cuts, hitting the ball really well. And I think just the fact that he and Davis Ryder are the same price is going to have to keep the roster ship really, really down. Yeah, Varner's a good call. I mean, you, just, you look for guys who are, uh, again, playing the best golf playing the best yeah. golf at the right time. And Werner's, you know, he's got that win. So he's got that breakthrough. Um, just seeing him a lot more on these big broadcasts. And so that's, I think he's a very good choice as well. Yeah. I have to, I have to be careful because I like him a lot. So I have to be careful not to get that in my analysis, but I do. I'd love to see him yeah. uh, make, a, make a run in a big great. event. Um, like uh, what about under seven? We mentioned before under seven scary. You got to get guys that make cuts here. You know, it, it's hard to make the cut. It's top 60. Uh, but are there any names under 7,000? You are going to slot in some lineup, some punt plays, anybody in the sixes that you find yourself uh, being attracted to this week? I guess, I guess we should just the elephant in the room at 60, 6,900 Phil Mickelson. Uh, I'm not, not doing it. I don't, I'm not, I'm not I mean, there, he does have a history of, when you think when you're convinced it's going to go one way, it goes the other for him. But right. I don't think yeah. so this week. Finishing in the I think it was 33rd place out of 48 guys, of which we've heard of 15 of them last week. We're we're I don't think he's anywhere right. near contending in this thing. So I think uh, a couple guys that I, I think are interesting. Um, Kevin Kisner I mentioned a lot when he pops up down at this price, yeah. but I, I just think a grinder mentality. He's flashed in majors before. This feels like a major championship setup that he could contend on. You know, someone like him. He's making a career out there where, you know, probably 20 to 
40% of the golf courses. It's just, it's not going to happen for him, but this is one, you know, when it's, when distance is not a premium, when it's not just, you got to overpower the thing. And so um, I, I think it's interesting for him. And then also Mackenzie Hughes right below him there uh, is a guy who's flashed at majors, uh, you know, quietly kind of top, top 20, 25, I think in, in Canada last week, but I don't know, just somebody I kind of came back to today is just thinking, oh yeah, I remember when, remember when he was in this thing, you know, it could yeah. have been, it could have been him really for a while there. Um, uh, was that last year or two years ago? It's all blurring in my Mackenzie Hughes. Like, he hit it up in the tree, right? Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember oh, the tree? Um, was it two years yeah, he ago? was, he, he finished, he finished 15th last year. So it was last year. Okay. So it was, yeah. it was last year. So yeah. Yeah, he was just kind of interesting. And then, and then I've also, ever since you brought him up as a deep sleeper a few weeks ago, Ryan Fox, yep. uh, you know, I saw him on the leaderboard of the PGA Championship there for a minute. Uh, and so down at this price range, I think you're just looking for somebody to make a cut and looking for a reason. And um, he's got a his profile that says all-around game and, and probably mispriced. So yep. uh, I'm intrigued there too. But that's about all I've got for the 6,000s. My strategy is to, is to live in the 7s and, and 9s really this week. So, uh, so notice to no surprise to you, Ryan Fox for sure down here. Sixty-seven hundred made the cut at PGA, gained five point seven approach at that tournament. But you look at his last four events on the DP, the year the European Tour, now the DP Tour. Uh, he was tied at ninth at Cataluna, uh, tied T eight British Masters, T two at the Sodil Open in May, and then after the PGA, he went back to the DP Tour. All he did was finish second at the Dutch Open. Like he's just on leaderboards there, and I can understand it's not quite the fields the PGA is, but like those are still, that's still a really good tour. He's finishing top 10 every single week. He came over here and made the cut. Um, I love Fox at 6700. I think he, I will play him in some lineups. Um, definitely for sure. 6700. My other guy is also a, uh, also a Euro guy. It's uh, Adri Arnaud at 6800. Uh, he's from Spain. Uh, he's had 12 events this year worldwide, four top tens and a win. He actually won that Cataluna one that, uh, that, uh, Catalonia uh, that Fox was in. He won that April 22. Uh, he went, he played the PGA and finished 30th. Actually, he was, uh, he gained 8.9 shots, TD green 4.9 off the tee. So hit the ball really well. He hits it far too. He's a really big hitter, which I think if you can get it in the fairway this week down a little bit, that's going to, that's going to help a lot. He's 6,800. Again, these, these Euro guys, you never know how they're going to come over, but I like the fact he played really well at the PGA. Uh, he went back to Europe after the PGA and went finished 16th in the Porsche Euro open in early June. So, just playing really good golf right now. I think Arno uh, is a guy that I do like. We'll have him some lineup 6,800. If you want a pure punt play, um, 6,300, also from the Euro Tour, uh, Marcel Schneider is a 6,300. He has finished top seven in his last three Euro events. Fifth at the Porsche Open, fourth at the Dutch Open, T7 at the Sodel Open in May. And those are all uh, those are all last couple months. So uh, if you find yourself, uh, you know, you really want to play Rory and Rom and Xander, something like that, you want to you really get three guys up there, um, I think Marcel Schneider is a guy that 1600 could and that could <coughs> cut and, and really help you out. <laughs> as Jeff, uh, as Jeff chokes and drinks fighting, some water, fighting a cold this week, Marcel Schneider, congratulations. Dave podcast debut. That was good. There you go. So, uh, so what about the betting angle? We kind of hit all the, all the DraftKings angles and prices there. Um, betting these events are always a little bit tough to me. I find myself wanting to bet too many guys. I like, oh my gosh, this guy at this price because everybody gets pushed down a little bit. Uh, you got to find it. You got to find yourself, uh, you know, you know, cutting back and making sure you bet the right guys and not too many. Uh, what are you doing from a betting card? Because I will have a couple more bets than normal, but I have to make sure, you know, you can't bet 
Can't bet Rom, Rory, and JT all at the same time because you're going to find yourself. Even if you win, you're not going to win any money. Uh, what are you doing uh, with the field this week from a from a from a betting angle on the SI sportsbook here? So I got I got I'm just going to bet three guys I think could win. There's my okay. favorite favorite three. Uh, I don't like the odds on Rory at ten to one, but I think he's going to win. So okay. I've already used him in one and done, so I can't pick him there. So I, I want him somewhere. So I'll take I'll take him as a straight ticket bet. Uh, Xander Shoffley at twenty two to one, I think is I think those Love are it. actually juicy odds. Uh, Love it. And then Max Homa, 40 to 1. Let's I, I think I could see him winning this event. So okay. I'm in on those three. And then a couple for top fives, Keegan Bradley at 15 to 1. And yep. Davis Riley, who we know is going to finish in the top five at 11 to 1. <laughs> They're just giving it yep. to you. So those are my those are my bets. Mean and lean this week. I, I like it. I think that's uh, it's probably a good way to go. I mean, you, at some point you got to bet the guy that you think is going to win. And I'm doing that this week. I'm doing it with Xander Shoffley. He's 22 to one. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the, from the top. There's, there's four guys that are 14 under or below. And then Cam Smith at 21. So I'm going to start my ticket with, uh, with Xander at 22 to one. Then I'm going to play two guys at 28 to one. Uh, Sam Burns at 28 to one. I'm going to take two of these guys. I'm not taking anybody at the top. And then Shane Lowry at 28 to one. I think he fits this, uh, fits this course really, really well. So I, I like the profile here. I think Sam Burns just playing really well. So um, those are my three guys kind of in the, uh, in the, you know, second, third tier up of the favorites. And then I'm going to drop back. Um, I just think the value on Daniel Berger at 50 to one is a little bit too much for me to pass up. I like that price a lot. I think that uh, if the back's okay, and it seems like it is these last couple of events, I think 50 to one, he's just too good a player for that price. And then uh, you mentioned Davis Riley top five. I'm going to go ahead and take the, uh, take though to win uh, 66 to one. I think Ooh. that, uh, He's playing too well to be sixty-six to one right now. You look at some of the names uh, above him, and they're guys that I think uh, I, I think Davis Riley has a much better chance to contending this week than them. So I'm going to go him. It was tough for me. I'm going to kind of had to go him or Mito. Uh, I'm going to go Riley sixty-six to one. Although I like both of those guys, and then I'm going to drop way back. Uh, Ryan Fox is uh, is two hundred to one, a couple bucks there, but also. Uh, Top 10, he's 14 to 1. I think he's a guy that he's, we mentioned all the top 10s on the DP tour. Uh, I like him at 14 to 1 to make a top 10. And then also the other guy, other Euro guy I mentioned, Audrey Arnaud. He's 250 to 1. Couple bucks there just in case, but also an 18 to 1 bet. Uh, a little more money there on a top 10 also. I think that uh, both Fox and Arnaud, I think one of those guys is going to end up uh, kind of mixing in a leaderboard over the weekend. And I want to make sure I get a, a piece of it, even though, you know, maybe it, it'll be really tough for them to win. But I think at least one of them can contend this weekend. Audrey, Audrey Arnaud. Yeah. You're going to know a that name, name by the go- we're gonna, a name yeah. I now know. Uh, a name you now limerick. know for sure. I'll finish the limerick by the by next week's show. Uh, love it. What, a, what about that one and done? Uh, Jeff Erickson right. is not here, right. but I do have his one and done. He was going to take John Rahm. He, that's who he thinks is going to win, but he did use him already. So Jeff Erickson is in with Cam Smith this week as his official one and done pick. What is your official one and done pick? All right, so let me pull, let me pull it up because I do these. You, met, you mentioned you you mentioned you've used Rory, otherwise that would be your pick. Clearly, it would. Yep, yeah. it absolutely yeah. would. Um, so I'm I'm down to I am between Xander and Sam Burns, uh, and I am going to lock in Xander, uh, partly a, because that, I have Sam Burns on my season long fantasy team, go. and I sort of win anyway. If he if he wins, uh, I'm still happy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in Xander. It's locked. So I've used I've used Rom and Xander. Obviously, if you listened to the first uh, forty two minutes of the show, you would figure those would be my picks. I've used them both. So I'm going to go with the guy that you almost use. I'm going to go Sam Burns this week. I, I'm like betting it. him. I'm playing the one and done. Um, I've used a lot of the big names, kind of trying to catch up. It hasn't really worked, but uh, I'm going Sam Burns. Um, I think he's got a really good chance to win this week. I love how he's playing. I like that. I think he fits for this course. Um, I think uh, I think on Sunday we're going to see Sam Burns up there. So that is uh, that is my pick there. I like it. If Dustin Johnson wins, what will that? Uh, oh, can you imagine? What will that be like? 
it's gonna be what will happen it's, it's gonna be so strange because he's the one guy that like is the is the guy that you you know you still still can think can win events that, yeah. that went and uh I don't know. It's uh, it, it's wild. It'll be interesting to see. You know, Bryson and Reed. I don't know what they're gonna do. They didn't play last yeah. week, but they said they're gonna go play the Portland event. Um, it's uh, I don't know. It's gonna be if DJ yeah. if DJ contention on Sunday. It's gonna be wild out there. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be a fascinating week, regardless. So look forward it's to it. It's funny. Last week or last year, we saw at the PGA like everybody was rooting for Phil. Does anybody root for Phil on the weekend this week? Like, does he still have enough fans that oh, people? Oh yeah, he, yeah. No, he I must, think, right? I think so. I think yeah. so. I, it just might be. You, I I would predict you're gonna hear both. You're gonna hear yeah. hecklers and people behind him. It's just gonna be. He's polarizing now, right? So I, I think you're gonna yeah. hear and and you've got a Boston crowd with. Uh, I don't. I haven't checked the beer prices this week, but I, I imagine they'll be competitive well, enough. To, I uh, uh, I watched enough uh, finals games this week with the Warriors, and I can promise you the Boston cloud will be rowdy. Yeah. So, yeah, the reception for Phil, the reception for all the live golf guys is is just one of many, you know, sidebar uh, storylines that is this gonna be interesting. So a step a, a step above the reception for Draymond Green is what you're saying, then. I think I think so, <laughs> uh, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I, I'm really not. It'll be interesting. Uh, any other parting thoughts? So it's a, it's a major. It's a great week. I'm looking forward to it. Any parting thoughts before let's, we uh, we jump no, out let's, here? Let's do it. Uh, Brookline's got a great history. What little fact? Every single time Brookline's hosted a U.S. Open, it's ended in a playoff. Wow. There you go. So, How is that? Like this? Like four times or something like that? Three times. Yeah. Okay. Three times. And then and then it had you know arguably the greatest Ryder Cup ever. So uh, this it's a great stage, and uh, I'm excited to see it. Do you think we see any of the shirts the U.S. team wore on Sunday at the U.S. Open or the Ryder Cup in '99? Oh, man, I hope so. I God, hope those are beautiful. If you want to get on TV this weekend, yeah. you know, go find that on on. Uh, I don't know <laughs> where you even find that. Probably, Shop- probably, Shopify probably, store somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> probably eBay somewhere, right? I'm sure there must be. Someone Etsy, I don't know. Yeah, like, like, it's one of those places where people just make those things, but uh, it's, you're it's you're too- guaranteed to land on the broadcast if you wear that shirt on Sunday. Yeah, it's too bad that great Sunday was ruined by how bad those shirts were, uh, but. <laughs> Anyway, well, thanks. Right. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, for for Jeff Ritter, I am Scott Jensen. Obviously, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, with Jeff Erickson joining. Uh, please, uh, please rate and review the podcast. If you enjoy listening to us, enjoy listening to us, uh, seeing us on the on the video or listening to us in the audio version. Uh, please do rate or review the podcast. Helps people find us. Helps people uh, helps people uh, realize that uh, it, it's a fun and good listen. So we appreciate that. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good U.S. Open week. Enjoy the tournament. We'll be back at you uh, next week. Take care. Thanks, Scott.